Hi friends, and welcome to Racy Friendship, a show about the twists, turns, highs, and lows of friendship, told through radically authentic conversations. In each episode, I interview a friend about a challenging topic, and we discuss how to become better friends and nurture healthier, more life-giving relationships. We've all been through some tricky situations between friends, so why navigate these dilemmas on our own if we can learn from others around us? I am your host, Alex Yee, and I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Friends, I have a very special, you could say significant show for you today. We'll be talking to Nick Rogers about his experience having his closest friends be his cousins. How do you navigate disagreements when you know you're always going to be connected? We talk about how to forgive, understand, love, and cherish the people closest to us. So I hope you enjoy the conversation today. Now let's dive right in. Hi, Nick. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks, Alex. Excited to be on your new podcast. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about yourself? I am Nick, and I'm here in the East Bay, Fremont, California, and I run a after-school program. So we teach chess to kids all throughout the Bay Area. Before COVID, we were teaching about a thousand kids in a week. But now we are like all the other programs and we actually switched over to online learning. So it's, it's been fun so far. Nice. Yeah. Nick is the owner and founder of this company called Yes for Chess. He founded it 12 years ago after working in the mortgage industry and wanted to start his own gig. And uh, so far, so good. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I always say it seems like it's been eight or nine years of teaching chess, but we've been running our own business for 10 years. Uh, and then previously before that, I was working for a different chess program, working with kids also for about four years. And I actually got my start like in seventh grade volunteering with kids. That, that's kind of what drove me to my career. So which is pretty interesting. Never would thought I would be working with kids for a living. Yeah, super fun. Well, obviously you love it. You like working with kids. You're great at explaining things to them, something that could be really difficult. And you're also super encouraging when you teach. I mean, even when you're teaching me, you're like, well, you could make that move, but then I could get you in this way. And I'm like, yeah, never mind. I'll do something else. You're like, yep, that's good. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I don't know how great a teacher I am, but I feel like the one thing is I try to keep it fun for both parties, so, you know, for the student and the teacher, for everyone. And I think the kids see that and everyone just kind of sees we're authentic and we're fun. So I think that's why we, we've done well for the past, you know, 12 years. Yeah. Before we get started into the topic of your experience as having close friends also be your family members, how did we meet Nick Rogers? Mm, so I think it's 2020 right now. I think we met last year, 2019, maybe sometime in October. And I was just, I think every 12 o'clock, this app gives you a bagel and you're one of my bagels, I believe. And you click yes. I clicked yes. And the rest is history. Heck yeah. Nick is my boyfriend. And he's graciously agreed to be a guest on the show. But he also has amazing things to share. So let's dive into it. All right. So what do your social circles look like right now? Who do you consider to be your closest friends? Yeah. So I think that just kind of all changes, you know, like after college, after high school, working for a while. I was born in 1982. So I feel like my social circles have just kind of changed as people change. 
I have a few friends and we all kind of uh, keep in contact still. Some of them are married, some of kids, so maybe I don't get to see them as much. It's usually a kind of text message or maybe there's a birthday or something. I'll gather with friends, but for the most part, it's, it's a pretty small group of people that I'm seeing nowadays. Yeah. It seems like you have friends that are from different parts of your life, right? From growing up, maybe some childhood friends, and then you have friends that you made through your work before you started Yes for Chess and just other random friends of friends and, and definitely college too, right? Uh, yeah. For me, I have a lot of friends, kind of like the college friends, still kind of cool and keeping contact with a few of those like in the same circles. And then maybe that's today's topic, but I, I have a lot of family. So if they're like friends too, you know, we're always in contact with all the different cousins all the time in, in group messages or their family. So we always kind of hear what, what's going on with everyone. Yeah, definitely. It's something I noticed as being so unique about you and your family. You mentioned your cousins a lot. So I know some of your closest friends are your cousins. How do the friendships between friends that you are related to and not related to differ? Good question. Well, you know, my cousins, they're just family. So I've known them since I was little. So I feel like this is always that bond and that understanding. We're just kind of, I, I don't see someone for a year and a half. And usually, you know, all my cousins, I can pick up with them pretty quickly and catch up. And so I think it's different. It's just like a tighter bond. It's just known and understood, at least between our families. Yeah, but we are counting his cousins. I think he has 18 cousins on one side of the family and 12 cousins on another. So that's quite a few. Obviously, not all of them are the same age as you are. Um, mm -hmm. So were you always close to the cousins that you're close to today? And how did age play a role in how you bonded with your cousins? My parents both have a lot of siblings, so there's a lot of cousins. I just remember being younger, getting dropped off at a cousin's house, and there was other cousins there, and we would just kind of play. You know, it's like, we're all kids. We're all just all hanging out, having fun. So for the most part, I got along with a lot of my cousins, so it, it was fun. There's a, like my dad's side of cousins. Everybody was a little bit older than me, one year to like three or four years. So when you're like five or six, or even like when I was like 13, like those are like just big age gaps. And I just remember hanging out with them and they were cool because they were all my older cousins and they were doing different stuff than I was and they knew different stuff than I that I knew. So I learned a lot from them and I kind of looked up to them for sure. And then my mom's side, I was actually the oldest one there. So I was definitely the coolest one to them. I felt like I was more close to my older cousins, but then as time shifted, and now that we're all in our 30s, I'm closer to my, I mean, I'm close to both sides, if you guys are listening, but the circle between my mom's side, there's like six of us, and we're all really close. We're all in a group thread. So maybe the last three or four years, you know, we're all like in our early 30s, mid 30s. We all seem like peers. Mm. I can imagine growing up and looking up to your older cousins. I think a lot of people look up to their older siblings and their friends. It's cool in your experience that you got a whole bunch of other cousins to look up to who were going through new experiences and you got to witness how they navigated that. Like, what is high school like? What is middle school like? Like, mm -hmm. as you grow up, oh, this cousin started working on their college applications early. Okay, so now I know I need to work on it this way or... You know, there's just so much that you can learn from having people who are a little bit older, like just one step ahead of you in life. 
and you can witness from their point of view what things are like, what mistakes they make so you don't make them and what successes they have so you can replicate it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I know there's a few cousins out there that are some of my older cousins I can think of. I'm thinking of right now, I'm like, oh man, they were super cool and I looked up to them and I, I still kind of look up to them and just think about our relationships growing up and they were just super positive and, and very encouraging, you know, and they're more like my friend. I kind of like take that style of learning from them and how the way they treated me. The same way with like the people I work with, you know, if it's teachers that work with our program or even students, just kind of being cool. I think that kind of goes far, just kind of understanding and being more like friends opposed to like an older person. Do you think there are different expectations for the friends that you're related to versus the friends that you're not? I mean, I'm sure there is. I don't know. I just feel like I kind of understand family. It's not going to always be perfect, but like sometimes it's like, okay, that person did this or this person's acting that way in the family. Maybe you confront it. Maybe you, you don't talk to them for a few months or something, but I just feel like it's understood your family. So you end up just kind of being cool opposed to like, if it's friends, like now you know what you want in your life. So they're not really good for you. You don't have to see them. You don't have to text message them. You can, you can definitely distance yourself opposed to family. You'll see them at family parties or they're going to just be in the family circle, of course. Mm, Yeah. There's always a constant thread back to them. There's also more context, right? So if your cousin says something off the cuff and it seems a little uncharacteristic of them, you're like, oh, what's going on? It's like, oh, you know, mom's not doing well. They're more stressed in this time of life. Like you get more context around what's going on. And I'm sure there is a grapevine of gossip throughout the family. And I imagine it's really hard to keep secrets secret. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I thought about some instances and that definitely does happen where someone said this and then like, hey, and I don't want to choose sides. I I try to show love for everybody. But yes, that definitely does happen. Like, okay, we're going to not talk to that person or, you know, we're going to be this certain way. So yeah, that's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. Especially with family. It's like, oh, this person said something. Oh, the other person said something. Who's wrong? Who's right? Who's, Who's the winner of that argument? Yeah, yeah, it's a tricky thing, especially when you get older. And I feel like the beefs, well, I guess all beefs are kind of silly, but I feel like as you get older, if they're beefing over something, it's kind of serious. And yeah, I just try not to get into that. Yeah, that's probably healthier. On that topic, do you feel like it's easier to forgive your family members than someone you're not related to? Or do you think it's harder to forgive them? Well... I think forgiving now, it's not an easy thing just in general, right? You get your feelings hurt and people deal with it different ways. But for cousins, for me, like, I don't know if I'm necessarily forgiving people, but it's just kind of like understood. Like I said, he or she did that. We're not going to maybe talk about it ever. We'll see each other down the line and we're just going to be kind of okay with it basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe there's not really forgiveness happening, but it's just kind of understood like, okay, we're going to be cool with it and not really bring it up. Yeah. How does it compare with how you forgive friends? Forgiveness is a hard thing. And for me, maybe I have a hard time doing that. So it's like, all right, I see what you did. I'm just going to distance myself or maybe hold it in and not say anything and just not 
be as cool with that person. So I just feel like friends is easier to kind of uh, forget if they maybe did something to you. Opposed to, I know in my mind, family, that's just kind of how it is. And kind of just being more okay with it, I guess. Yeah, I guess you have to overlook some of their flaws and see them as a person that's going to be in your life still, whether you like it or not. And you can see them for all the rest that they are. You know, maybe they flake and that、mm-hmm. gets annoying. But you know that deep down they're a really good person, that they care a lot about their friends and family, that they show their love in other ways. Maybe they always manage to bring the best food to a party because that's how they show love. And instead of maybe showing up on time to things, which is someone else's way of showing love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I was just kind of thinking of instances in my mind of things that happen. And if I always like to take that person and say, hey, if that person was a different relationship with me and they were like my family and like I knew them for a longer time, maybe I would just basically give them more of a benefit of doubt or overlook things, I guess, where opposed to maybe someone I was friends with for you know, eight or nine years, which, which is still a long time, but they did something wrong to me. And I can say, okay. I'm、just going to distance myself now.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope that in my podcast, I can talk about relationships over time when people outgrow their friendships. And in this particular instance, there's not really a stage of outgrowing friendships with cousins. You're always going to be connected one way or another. And of course, there's moments in which you don't need to engage with them directly, but you can still be supportive on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. I think the relationship between all my cousins, for the most part, are all really, really good, you know, and I can see ourselves just being friends for a really long time. I mean, it's cool to kind of think about my cousins that I've known, of course, for all my life and seeing them now in the different stages of their lives, you know, super happy for them. But then each family is different. Some families, like, they just don't even talk to any of their cousins, right? But I'm lucky or I'm really close. So all my cousins and all my family, just everyone's close to each other. It's super cool to see just how welcoming and kind all your family is. When your family sees each other, everyone's faces just brighten up and you're like, oh my gosh, hi, how are you doing? But I, I feel like, th- I guess that's, that's the norm, right? Family parties, everyone's just super friendly. And I go to other family parties too, like other Filipino family parties. Like, I'm not related to them, but just feel like that's just kind of how families I see how they act and they are, right? But I don't, I, I mean, it might be different in other cultures. We have family parties like once, twice, three times a year. And now that I'm sure everywhere in the world, people aren't hanging out. So when they have their gatherings, they'll be even more special when that happens in, you know, December of 2021. <laughs> That's gonna be a pretty amazing Christmas, December 2021, Thanksgiving. Like, wow, people are gonna be even more grateful and thankful, you know, if we are all seeing each other then. Yeah, that's so true. I, everyone is just going to be like, I just want to be near you. I didn't think I could miss you, but I totally do. And I took this for granted. And let's just hang out all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say touch each other, but as in, like, you know, be close to each other and hug each other because we're all cousins and friends. <laughs> yeah, hugs are definitely something I miss a lot between friends. And it feels so unnatural to be like nodding at them. Like, okay, peace, bye, take care. <laughs> But yeah, I think this will all be overall, forget about it. And, you know, if it never happens again,、uh, and we all have to 
live like this. But, you know, like in two and a half years, three years, we'll all kind of forget it. And we'll all, I think, sadly, so sorry, we'll all kind of go back to the, the same us like in three or four years and kind of forget it and be jerks. Or no, you know, I believe in humankind. And maybe this does kind of just change us for the better. Even if it's just a little bit, just like everybody. Yeah, there you go. That's the right attitude. I think this is something that is impacting us beyond ways that we can even imagine. So, you know, given economically, financially, it has impacted people, I think, emotionally and people who are also dealing with loss in their family, right? Mm -hmm. So we've been fortunate to not have a COVID-related death in our families. But for those who have, I'm sure it changes things significantly in the way that you maintain relationships with your loved ones. Yeah, well said for sure, Alexandra. (laughs) So between highs and lows of life, what ways do you and your cousins support each other? Well, you know, everyone's busy with their lives, kids, career, husband, wife. So we don't really see each other too often, even before the pandemic. But group chats via text message are pretty awesome. So it's just easy to see what people are doing. I mean, I guess you don't really even via group chat when there's six people in there. You're not really asking how everyone's doing. It's just more just sharing random ideas, random memes on the internet. So I think we kind of bond that way. And just you can still see the silly personalities by the videos and things people are are sharing. So I think, yeah, a lot of people are communicating and still being connected. Yeah, for better or worse, right? You have to mute their text threads when there's a game on. Definitely have to do that. You know, it's just people being people. People just like blow up the groups and just talk nonsense. But I think it's a great way to just have seven or eight people in a room and you guys are all just conversing, maybe talking shit if you can uh, cuss in this podcast. Definitely. We're called racy friendship, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, we have a group of cousins. They're all dudes. And sports is uh, what brings us together a lot. So there's a lot of shit talking back and forth in that group chat. On the topic of your cousins getting married, having kids, now you have like a million nieces and nephews. Yeah. Uh, what's that like? <laughs> yeah, kids are fun. Kids are cool. So there's a bunch of little kids around and it's cool to see all my cousins, even like my younger cousins, you know, they're like three or four years younger than me. So it's kind of interesting to see them with babies. Very happy. But birthdays mm. and Christmases. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Favorite time. That's always, uh, I'm grateful for everything I have. But yeah, it's like, oh, you know, it's not easy on the wallet at times having to buy and get things. And But yeah. It's okay. Just have tons of babies, Nick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever I have a baby, that baby's going to get a bunch of stuff from everyone. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It's been fun to talk to you about this because my experience with cousins has been so different. I only have six cousins in total on both my parents' side. And I have two cousins who are close in age with me. And then I have the other cousins who are significantly younger than me, Mm -hmm. almost to a point where sometimes they are tempted to call me auntie. And sometimes I feel like I'm an auntie because the age gap between me and my aunt is the same as me and my cousin. Mm -hmm. 
So there definitely is a desire for me to be that older cousin that sets a good example, that is there to be supportive. And when we all went to China together, it was interesting to interact for a longer period of time. And I could see how I was interacting with my cousin who was a teenager. I mean, two of the girls are teenagers. And in that trip, I think we were able to get more real and just develop a friendship, which was really awesome. And I hope that as lines blur, like me and my Auntie Debbie are pretty close and we talk almost as if we're friends sometimes, despite age differences. But it's fun to see different generations grow and transform. Because they're your family, you see this linear progression of their lives and are able to stand by and support them through different seasons. Mm -hmm. So that's been fun. But I... Can't say that we have a cousin text thread that we can just say like, hey, this happened to me and I found $20 on the floor. Isn't that so cool? People wouldn't be like, oh, that's really cool. They, I don't know. I feel like it would be crickets. Um, so that's why it's really fun to talk to you about your cousin group and see how you have this built-in support system through your family of cheerleaders and people who will just encourage you and love on you constantly. Yeah, the cousin thread that you're talking about, I actually put it on mute just because it's always cracking. There's always messages going on there. But we call it the Fab Five. Those are the original Fab Five cousins. And then my brother was born like 10 years later. So he's the Fab Five plus one. And then the cousins all have husbands. So they jumped onto the thread as well. And maybe if you're lucky one day, maybe you might get on that thread as well. Hmm. I'm down. <laughs> Oh, but you know what's cool about that group thread? Because I have the, uh, the other group thread of like boy cousins and they're all like Android phones in there. So it's all <laughs> what's wrong like with Android green. phones? Like it's like, just like, oh my gosh, it's like annoying when people like the comments. It's just different, right? Opposed to the iOS. But then my thread with the Fab Five, everyone's Apple, like all eight of us. So it's so nice and clean. And viewers out there probably don't know, but Alex is team droid i am team droid have you seen the pictures i take oh my gosh so good so many of my friends are like alex you should take the picture because your phone is the best and i'm like whoa see take that yeah. apple true true because pictures is what what it's about in life yeah all about that gram yeah <laughs> All right. Well, I've loved this conversation. There's so many cool nuggets of your experience. And I really hope that people find it interesting. And just getting a peek into someone else's experience of what family is like and how to be supportive of each other. And that, you know, family is amazing. And maybe we just don't talk about it enough. But it's cool that a big part of your support system comes from family, more so in a way through friendship and through developing relationship, not just through obligation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was fun. Hopefully, people enjoyed hearing about a traditional Filipino family. You know, we're all happy and we're super big. I can't wait for COVID to get out and I can come to one of your family parties and meet everyone. I know that there's going to be lots of laughter and smile and really good food. Oh, my yep. goodness. Yep, yeah, Filipino parties have a lot of food. And of course, there's a word in Tagalog that means chesmosa, where just people like talking about stuff. And my family would love to see Alex and see, oh my gosh, that's the girlfriend. So, <laughs> 2021. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. 
I guess I will get my stomach ready for that. And also you can draw me a family tree so I can remember who people are. Yeah, well said. This has been so cool, Nick. Any last thoughts? Yeah, I just think the way I interact with everyone, even maybe people that we work with, or maybe even kids that we teach, I, I think just kind of like being more like a friend opposed to like being a person that knows everything. I, I think about all the teachers that kind of made an impact on my life. They're like someone cool I can talk to, like a friend. So I think that goes far, just being like a friend to whoever it is. Mm, perfect. Yeah, I definitely agree. It, there's no reason why we shouldn't treat others with respect and love no matter their relationship to us. We should just continue to strive to be kind towards others and generous. And who knows where friendships can come from, whether from family or someone random that mm-hmm. you meet. Yeah, exactly. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. I am so grateful that you are opening up your heart to not just share with me, but to share with other people. I know it's a bit challenging to talk about things that are so personal, but I feel like people are really going to just be blessed by this. And so, yeah, thank you. Love you. Yeah, glad I can help. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) What did y'all think of that episode? This was such a gift, being able to sit down and get to know Nick and his family better. For all the friends and family listening out there, what'd y'all think? You did pretty great, huh? Maybe have him come back? <laughs> also, a big thank you to you for taking time out of your day to listen to the Racy Friendship Show. I'm truly honored by the time that you spent to just listen to a different perspective. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend or family member. You can also let me know what you thought by connecting with me on Instagram at Racy Friendship. I hope you all are staying healthy and safe out there. Until next time, y'all. 